Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I am Niles Spain, And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and we turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or from our wonderful listeners on the topics of sex and dating. We answer them right here, right now, in your ears, collaboratively, as a fucking team. And we got an award for it once. We did get one award. We have a lot of nominations, but one award. Mm-hmm. Hey, we teased something last weekend. Or last week. We did. We and talked you know about what? Wait, something. Wait, 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 wait. Before you do it, let's tease it more. You're not going to find out till later in the episode. How about okay. that? Okay. I think that's bad choices, but okay. Not too much later, but later. <laughs> We're not going to tell you when in the episode, but we will tell you something in the episode. Mm-hmm. We could just tell them now. I think telling them now would be a good choice. Well, pity we already made the other choice. You ready for a question? Yep. <laughs> this is by Sir Turtle 91 I'm intending to ask a girl out next Friday. What can I do to increase my chances of getting a yes between now and then? I really like this girl. She's very nice and really cute. However, I have absolutely no game whatsoever. What can I do to increase my chances of getting her to go out with me? Uh, you just gotta grind and get your luck stat up, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta like farm all week. Yeah, a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, you need charisma, you need charisma. But a lot of people don't realize this. But like when it comes to date getting... It's actually the like the hidden stat is actually the luck stat. So you're actually going to want to get like uh, gear that increases your luck chances or you know anything like that. Um, you want anything sort of like blue and over. None of this fucking gray common shit. None of this fucking green uncommon shit. You want rare or higher. Now Dane's being silly and talking about unrealistic things. I'm saying become a farmer for the next week. Girls like men that have land. Girls like men. That have them hoe muscles. And I mean, because you're hoeing out the earth on a semi-regular basis. And also, the more sex you have, the more muscular your dick gets. Exactly. That's the other type of hoe muscle. (laughs) Um, Now, in all honesty, what can you do between now and Friday? You could get a a nice haircut. I mean, it doesn't say he's asking them out in person? Doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, there's nothing wrong. Like, you know, if you look good, you're going to feel good and your confidence is going to radiate. Right. That'll make you that'll make you feel good. It's not a bad idea. It might be in person. person. There's nothing you can really do to change yourself dramatically in a few days. You're not going to hit the gym and get absolutely shredded. I don't think that's what he's asking. No, I know. But I'm going through all these things. Going through a bunch of things. Right. Okay, you go. You go then. I feel there's the problem with this question is there's no context of like, how long have you known this person? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, where did you meet them? How are you asking them out? What's your plan? Because maybe your plan is, is to like drive your car full speed through their front door and be like, date me. And that, yeah, in which case you need to spend the next <laughs> few days reinforcing the hood of your car. Right? Like that's, that's a bad plan. That's not going to get you a date. Or, like, maybe you're showing up at their class with a big fucking thing of flowers and you're doing a big grand romantic gesture. Also, probably not going to work. It mm. might, but, like, it, it's it's weird. Don't do that. So, like, that, I think, is crucial information to to, mm-hmm. to give when, when trying to increase your chances. I need to know what your chances sort of, like, baseline. Because this could also be, like, the cashier at your grocery store that you've talked to twice. So, I think, okay, if we're going to, I think... In order to answer this question the way that we need to answer it, let's assume that they have a pre-existing relationship some way, right? We don't, we don't have to assume that. So what I was going to do was okay. just point out the things you could change that might have even the slightest bearing on this okay. to eventually lead up to the point that realistically, nothing is really going to change between now and next Friday. There's very few things you can do in a few days. Like it's, I think it's one of those approaches that is is very much like like pickup artistry where it's like oh there's there's no shortcuts there's no magic like oh shit you haven't eaten your three grams of ginger you're fucked that's not it so i was gonna say there are minor things you could do you could get a nice haircut you can make sure you're feeling yourself you can you know be confident blah 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 but 
we were going to probably end in the same destination, which you are about to, which is like the more important thing is like how you're doing it, who they are, what your relationship is. And even then, it's like nothing you're doing between now and then is really going to change that. I think you can ramp up attraction and flirty banter prior to asking someone out. Yes, but like what I'm saying is that's a minor a minor adjustment of the dial, right? There's no yeah. cheat code here. Just like, oh, well, you know. No, I, I honestly, I think you run the risk. I think you have a more likely to spook a person trying to like increase chances. Yes. Than you are to make your make your case better. There's so many variables here that I want to like, and like so many avenues that I feel like we can all go down. Because um, like, yes, we could talk about all the things you could do that would be bad, but that's a lot of things. We could also mm-hmm. talk about all the things you could do that are are good, which is a lot of things. So I think what you like in my mind, the way to distill this is um, like Nell said, I think you really need to like go in with the confidence that they're going to say yes. And as we've talked about before, be fucking cool if they don't. Yes. You need to go in not just with the confidence that'll go well, but with the humility and strength to be utterly fucking lovely if they say no. Um, if you're doing this, and that's like regardless of whether it's in person or online. In person, it's a little harder. It's a little, a little more difficult to take rejection, like just but square on the chin like that. Are more important. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's like that's that's the the bad thing is like anything you do in person is going to be far more threatening and terrifying towards them, especially if you do take it poorly. So definitely don't if you're in person, right? I think we need to. I, like, I would really stress to not make this a big deal. Yes, I think a and lot I, of people try to like make these big, huge gestures or they like rehearse a speech in their head yeah. or like, you know, you, you you build up this idea of like what this is going to mean. And ultimately, it means nothing until they say yes. Mm-hmm. So don't don't get yourself like don't have this big flowery speech because you're not going to remember it. You're going to flub it up. You're going to and like nothing's weirder than someone trying to remember what they're supposed to be saying when they're talking to you mm-hmm. or they, they stumble on something because they've rehearsed it so much that like they get all flustered and turned around. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Go in. Or, know what- you know, the person in question says something in the middle of your speech and you're like, shut the fuck up. Let me finish. Yeah. Will you I'm take me? Done. Are you stepping on my lines? What um, the fuck? So go in knowing your intention, right? Go in knowing what you want and th- let that inform what you're what you're going to say and like be willing to listen and be receptive to like environmental stuff. And, you know, don't be like target locked date acquire acquisition mm-hmm. mode. Boop, 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 bleep, bloop. That's it's not. I mean, it might still work if they like you. Right. Um, and that I think is ultimately what it comes down to is it doesn't matter how much you prepare or how chill you are or how confident you are or how if they're not into you, they're not into you. And yeah. there's really nothing you can do about that. Mm hmm. And that's like, again, kind of what I was trying to say was like, there isn't, there is no cheat code here. There's nothing really that can change your shit from, you know, a no to a yes over this week. There's a lot of shit that can make it into a no. Mm -hmm. And I will say that like, it kind of worries me that there's this deadline on Friday, especially with the, what can I do between now and then to make it better? Because like, if you're going to see this girl every day and you've just kind of established Friday for no reason, just ask her tomorrow. What uh, does it say? How old they are? No. Mm. But yeah, like, that feels that gives me strong. Just say Sir Turtle ninety one though, right? So it's like if he was born in ninety one, yeah, he ain't young. He ain't young. It does give me fucking high school energy of being like giving yourself time to like psych yourself up, and yes. Friday's the big night, and like or Friday's like you know the weekend, and there's a little bit of buffer time if it goes mm-hmm. wrong that you can like you know hide <laughs> for the weekend, and hopefully okay, you know no what. One- I think they're 18. Okay. I went I went through the post history and they're talking about homecoming being four months ago. Okay, yeah. So maybe like just started college? Is home when maybe. is home is, is homecoming if Hey, you're the one from over this side of the world. I don't think home, homecoming is not a Canadian thing. Homecoming is a is an American thing. Yeah. Either way. Spider Man homecoming? That was they were that still was in his, high school. No, yeah, he was in high school and that was the first movie, but I also don't know if that was his first year in high school. I don't know. Either when- way, they're, they're young <laughs> enough. So I would just say, like, unless there's a, a good reason for Friday, like maybe, you know, you guys are going to hang out after school on Friday. Great, because you don't want to do it in school, surrounded by people, embarrass yourself or them. And that's fine. But unless there's a very good reason for it to be Friday, 
You know, like if you're thinking every day you'll do one thing to make it more likely that Friday will work, that's not going to work. Yeah, I feel like we can spin our wheels here forever telling you all the things. Uh, So just I think what Niall said is the best advice. Do it tomorrow. Do it right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's how you're going to increase your chances, because the longer you think about it, the more freaked out you're going to get. Yeah. The the more opportunities you have to like fumble it or like, you know, overthink or or do something that you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Just just fucking pull that bandaid off. And this is my advice to everyone who wants to ask anyone out. Yeah. Just just do it in a friendly, non creepy way. But like, if there's someone that you've always wanted to like ask out, like there's I don't think anyone no one should be upset barring, you know, obviously exceptions of like power hierarchy or age and et cetera, yeah, et cetera, are, stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't think anyone would be upset of if someone was just like, Hey, I really like spending time with you. Would you like to grab a drink with me on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's, yeah. it's so low energy, so non-committal. So it's also just very be like flattering. Yeah. It's just someone, if they're not into it, they're not into it. And if they're into it, they'll say yes. And it's mm-hmm. like, great, cool. Yeah, and once you're chill, once you do it, as Dane said, in a normal, cool way, you know, no grand gestures, no ambushes, no public spectacle, just like respectful person to person, not rehearsed speech. Don't say I love you, you know. <laughs> I, and it's, again, I unless you do. <laughs> no, especially <laughs> not then. 2023 <laughs> is the year of honesty. Oh, no. But yeah, there's there's no hidden secret here. You just got to be confident and chill and nice and if the time is right do it don't set an arbitrary date yeah all right is it time for the secret no it's not next but no is it time for secret secret i think it's time for the secret we talked about doing a live show now wants to do it he put it on his vision board he made a collage about it (laughs) and he went into his manifestation chamber and he did it he done did it no it's my collage chamber and my manifestation board ah okay sorry i was confused i know so we're doing a live show February 16th, just after Valentine's Day, at Black Sheep Cocktail Bar in Liberty Village in Toronto, Ontario. It's true. It is at 8.30. The tickets are free. It is a free event, but we highly, highly recommend that you make a reservation ahead of time because the space is not big. It is a it is a fairly cozy bar. It's a cool space, but if, cool you, space. if you want a table and you want to be able to sit down, uh, we highly recommend making a reservation and also help us out by mentioning when you're making a reservation that you're there to see fuck buddies. Yeah, that would be incredible. It's going to be a fucking blast. A bunch of people have already said they're going to go. Hopefully you also will if you can. And we're very excited because it's going to be our first live show ever. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be a so blast. If you, if you, have, if you are going to come and you want a question asked at the show, as always, we keep it anonymous. We might ask questions while we're there rhetorically. Don't feel like you have to answer those questions and out mm-hmm. yourself if you want to keep hey, yourself if, enough. If you want to answer them, that's fine too. But that's also okay. you know how we do. We throw out questions hypothetically on this and you do not need to feel like you are under blast or required to. There is one dude who's just like, oh, fuck, well, I'm not supposed to be answering those questions when you ask them. There's one guy who's now either horrified or relieved that he no longer has to <laughs> answer our questions while he's listening to our show. Yeah, I just imagine someone on on the subway like, oh, no, I wasn't there. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't send in this question. <laughs> um, so, yes, February 16th, Black Sheep Cocktail Bar, Liberty Village, Toronto. Once again, it is a free show. So make your reservations to make sure that you have space for you and your friends. Bring a partner, bring a loved one, bring someone that you think might need some dating advice. Just be like, hey, man, I hear this is a really fun place to go. And then we can we can uh, give some advice and maybe send it a question that would help them. Ask a really pointed question that's going to make them very uncomfortable. Unless yeah. know who it is, we'll lock eyes with them the entire time. So don't if you have a question. Please uh, send it over to fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com or head on over to our website, click the contact form, fill it out. Uh, Just be sure to note that you will be at the show so that we know to save that question for the show and not do it on on air. Yeah, if you don't have it on, we'll just assume it's a normal question. Um, But if you do have it on, we'll save it. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you there because we're very excited. It's a big deal for us. Uh, This is from recent ad and a bunch of numbers. I was giving him a BJ, but he stopped me. Basically, was hooking up with this guy. We had sex already an hour ago. He asked me to go down on him, so I did. 
His legs were shaking, and he was throwing his head back, saying it feels good, and he was squeezing my arm real tight. Then out of nowhere, he said, oh my god, that's enough, and complimented me again. I was wondering, why would he ask me to stop if it feels so good? Uh, it was either too good, or I'm assuming, because they didn't mention that they came the second time, or like right, the, I, the head, I, right? I I'm assuming they didn't. They didn't, yes. So it could be just like he was enjoying it, but like because you just had sex that like he realized that he just wasn't going to get there. Yes. I mean, you know, that's, like I guess yeah. you just hit that point, which which sucks as anybody who's ever reached that point, because, you know, the mind is willing, but the flesh it is weak. Yeah, I've definitely been in situations where like I've gone for round two or round three or whatever, and it feels really good. And I feel like I'm on like the precipice of orgasm and like, I just can't cross that line. And so I eventually comes to the point where it's just like, Hey, you let me know when you're good and we will call it because it ain't going to happen for me. And like, God love them. Sometimes the partner's like, okay, well like maybe I can finish off my mouth, man, finish off my, and they, uh, you know, a new tactic is introduced. And like, mm-hmm. I've been in this exact situation where it's just been like, it feels so fucking good, but, you know, I'm starting to get sore and I'm yeah. I'm starting to like maybe feel a little bad for you because you're working very hard. Especially when you're thinking about the point, it's probably at the point. Once you're in your head being like, fuck, am I going to come? Like, that's not a sexy place to be. Uh, and then you're going to feel bad for someone. And like the longer it goes on that you don't come, probably the worse it is for everybody. So it's like if you're enjoying it, but you know that that's that's it for you. It's it's the kind thing to do to stop it and to for, for everyone involved. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's no shame on you. It's just how dicks work sometimes. Yeah. I mean, look, I would say you noted all of his body language. You noted he was like freaking the fuck out. You were doing a great job. He also complimented you. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to believe that it was anything on your end. It was something on his end. And like, again, we've given you a bunch of options as to what it could be. We don't know. We're not him. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be concerned about anything. If the first time you guys hooked up, everything sort of went off without a hitch and then just, you know, round two or or this second situation, I I wouldn't be too concerned. Yeah, no, for sure. Again, if the next time it happens, he's doing the same thing. Maybe you're doing something that is too much just because you're, you know what I mean? You might be like sucking too hard or... He might be particularly sensitive or something. And then that's kind of where the question comes. But in a situation like this, I would be very confident in the answer being he just knew he wasn't going to finish. And like I've been on the reverse side of things where I've gone down on a woman, you know, after sex or I've finished and I've been like, hey, is there something I could do for you? And they'd be like, yeah, go down on me. And then I start going down on there. Like, Actually, no, I am still uh, too sensitive. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Oh, Thank for you. sure. Yeah, and that's, like, that's great. It, yeah, just don't take these things to heart. Like, don't take them personally because then you're kind of like punishing a partner for their honesty. And that's no, they sh- you should wear them as badges of honor, right? For sure. And also, like, a- at least for me as a man, I wear them as like a-, a-, a thing of being like, well, I've done everything that I could. Oh, yeah. Right. If, you, if, if your partner's saying, I am good, you have done your job, I am closed for business, great. You've ticked every box they could have thrown yeah. at you. I love when people are like, I can't take anymore. Yeah. I'm good. It's like, it's it like, is so sensitive. I am tapped out. I've reached the orgasm limit. Great. Yeah. Cause then like, then there's no after worry of being like, Oh, did I do enough? I hope they mm-hmm. were satisfied because like, then you just know. And then you guys can just like snuggle Chill. a little bit. Yeah. Get that, get those, all those good chemicals that you get for, for like snuggling after, yeah. after good sex, get all those, all those things that help our body and our mind. Yeah. So I do want to just throw that out there. If you don't know how many health and mental benefits there are to a good quick cuddle after sex, I think it's like all you need is five minutes of skin to skin cuddle contact after sex. It's so good for you. It's so Mm. good for you. Don't be weird about cuddling after sex. Even if it's a a hookup or one night stand, get those benefits, babies. Get it. People people don't realize this, but me and Dane are actually 87. Yeah. We look great for our age. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolute dog shit for the age that you might think I am, 35. I've, I've been ridden hard. You're good? What are you talking about? Whoa, <laughs> let's take a minute. No, beautiful boy. But for 87? For 87, we look good. We're not We look good. Uh, you want another question? I do. Right now. Check. Oh, Sperto, 8820. 
Does she actually like me or is she using me for fine dining? So I began dating a woman who I've known since we were kids. I first started to talk to her back in June and spent the night during her B-Day weekend. We made out all night once and afterwards, never again. Since then, I've gone several dates with her since August till now. She's a single mom, very successful, travels a lot, and says she's busy. I've been taking her fine dining about six to eight times now since August, but granted, it's maybe a date or two in a month since we started seeing each other. She says she doesn't want a relationship, but has me take her out. I've spent the night twice now with nothing physical since that night of her birthday back in June. Am I getting played, or does she actually want more? Because we hit it off very well, but she is terrible at initiating conversation because she said she's busy with her kid throughout the week. She hasn't tried to be physical with me since then. She mentioned she wants to take it slow, but it's been almost five months since dating here and there. I feel like I'm being played. Give me some advice as to what I should do for my next step. Well, are you trying to initiate physical interactions and sexual chemistry or anything? Like, what are you doing? That's what I yeah. need to know. It really does feel like that is maybe a thing we should have been told as the people answering the question. There's a guy in the subway like, I don't know. <laughs> I've already told you. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I. you need to let us know whether or not you're initiating sexual. Like, if you're going back, if she's like, thanks for dinner, bye, and then, like, hops in her fucking Bentley and peels out, mm -hmm. then, yeah, you might be getting fucking played a little. But if you, if you know, if you were like, hey, you want to come back to my place, and then you guys go back to your place, and then you guys just sit awkwardly at the couch, on opposite ends of the couch, and you don't try to make a move or, you know, try to initiate anything, then... I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, take a little bit more initiative. Uh, try to go for a kiss. Try to invite them back to your place. If mm -hmm. this is something you like. And then have the conversation of being like, hey, what what are we looking for here? Like, are are you cool? Like, do we want to have sex? Do you obviously don't have that conversation? That's <laughs> very blunt and to the point. But there's no harm in being like, hey, do you want to come back to my place? You look beautiful tonight. And I, can't, I like sitting here and not being able to get my hands on you is driving me crazy. And there mm -hmm. you've like, you've set the stage of being like, I would like to get you back to your place and I would like to be physical with you. Not necessarily have sex. That's a, that's a constant negotiation of negotiation of consent that you can have at, at mm -hmm. any point in time during this interaction. But you need to like, at least put it on the table and be like, hello, I find you attractive and would like to have sex with you. Yeah. Well, like there's a lot here. One, why haven't you talked to her? She's your friend since you were kids. Can you not talk to her? You should be able to talk to someone you're dating anyway. But if mm -hmm. it's someone you're dating who you've been friends with forever, you should be able to talk. Two, again, there's so much here that we haven't been told that we need to know. But like, if you're worried that fine dining is the thing she's using you for, maybe next time you hang out, don't do fine dining. You're clearly upset about it. And it's like, we kind of talked before about how when you're going on dates, it's like doing stuff like this is really bad for your wallet. Even if things were going well, it's like we wouldn't recommend doing fine dining every date. Do something else. Invite her for a fucking movie. Go for a hike. I don't know. But like if she refuses to see you unless you're bringing her out for fine dining, you have your answer. That's a very good point. And right? like, I think like I understand why he's doing this because a lot of people fall into the pitfalls of like if you're really into someone and the first time you finally got to get them to go out with you was, mm -hmm. you know, a, a high end fancy dinner. People kind of fall into the the trap of thinking like, oh, this is the this is how I prove my worth. This is how they see me as a valid partner. I'm going to keep doing this. So probably every time he messages mm -hmm. her when he's he gets a little skittish and, and desperate because, you know, she's busy dealing with a kid and a full time job and everything. She's he he hail Mary's instead of being like, hey, do you want to come over mine for a drink? Or, hey, do you want to grab a drink? He's mm. like, I need to, I I want to see her. So it's like, hey, do you want to go get a fucking fine dining dinner? And you're yeah. going from like zero to 100 instead of like, you know, tone the line. There's nothing wrong if you have the money and you like spending time with her and you enjoy these dates. There's nothing wrong with like spoiling yourselves for sure. No, not all. But I'm judging by this question. There is something wrong on his end. So. Yeah, change it up. Talk to her. Like, there, there are so many very simple things you can do here to to figure out where you're at. You say she doesn't want a relationship. Does that mean she just doesn't want to date? Or she fully does not see a relationship with you? Because if she told you this and you're ignoring that and are now upset that nothing's happened, then you're an asshole? 
That's the other thing. Does she know these are dates? If you guys are friends and have yeah. been friends for a very long time, does she know that like outside of a, I assume like probably a drunken makeout on her birthday that yeah. may, maybe you've never mentioned again, or she might not even remember, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you guys thought it was a mistake and, and just thought it's better to keep it unspoken. Yeah. Especially like, if has, she says she doesn't want a relationship since that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a very much a difference being like, Oh, I'm down to like fool around, but I'm not, I don't want to like make this into like a long-term thing, but like I'm down to fuck buddy scenario or something like that. Great. But if that happened, you would have your answer. So the fact that she only said she doesn't want a relationship and that's all you seem to know. But then since then nothing's happened or been clarified and you're upset. I'm very worried that she in fact did tell you her answer and you were like, cool, cool, cool. And then completely ignored it. Yeah. So I think the important thing here is to clarify your relationship. And that's not to hit her with the, what are we? It's, it's, it's a, a, a way to state your intention, right? Yes. I don't, think you don't put it be, on her. Yeah. No, it's not her job, right? It is your job to be like, hi, I've really enjoyed the time we're spending together. I know you're not looking for a relationship. I'm very happy to do a casual thing, but I'm very attracted to you. And I would love to spend more time with you. And mm-hmm. I'm happy to keep going on dates, but like the the amount of times I've wanted to kiss you or the amount of times I've wanted to bring you back to my place is like every day or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what your situation is, but let them know that you are attracted to them. You want a sexual relationship and that that is something that you are looking for and then gauge the reaction. And also be honest with us, yourself and them, because if you want more than just this casual thing, maybe don't pursue this any further. Also a very good point. Don't still like Trojan horse your way into her bed only to try to, you know, bust out and claim the Troy of her relationship. What a wild analogy. (laughs) It works. Figure out your shit. Get your ducks in order before you start making up nefarious plans as to like what what people's, you know, deep, dark uh, intentions are with you or like ulterior motives. Just lay it on the table and then see what they pick up. And if it's not what you're looking for, then carry on. Mm -hmm. This is adorable horror how to go over husband's past now the way this is written it's like sounds so dark like ghosts past like like ghosts of girlfriends past as in like husband's past like p-a-s-s-e-d like like the what you know it's like no like p-a-s-t but it's it's not a possessive husband's it's a plural husband's okay right so it sounds like how do i get over multiple husband's yeah. Husbands that I've I've once had, mm-hmm. um, but it's not. It is it is their their sordid history. I recently, after about a year of marriage, learned that he's been to bathhouses, etc., and had an uncountable number of sex partners, including numerous gangbangs and orgies. We had uh, talked about past relationships earlier in the relationship, and I knew he had more partners than me. But I guess I didn't think it was anything like this. I'm quite old fashioned. I'm prudish when it comes to sex, and to be honest, I can't help but feel extremely uncomfortable. This is all up to the point where knowing this makes me uncomfortable around him, especially sexually, and I find it hard to get turned on by him knowing what I do. I know past is past, and I don't have a doubt that it's all behind him. How do I let this go? And then edit, I should probably mention, I'm a guy too, we're gay. Look, you're slut-shaming, I think, because what matters in a relationship is, you know, how they act, do you trust them? Are they a good partner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And presumably these are all boxes they tick because you've gotten this far without any issues. He does turn you on, presumably, because it's only a problem now. You've gotten married. Like, so obviously everything is good. And the only thing that's changed is that you found out about their sexual history, which clearly you don't agree with. But like, that doesn't change anything. It's now just tarnished your view of them because you have opinions on it that are in my opinion, kind of slut shaming. Yeah, I, I think that's like you say you're old fashioned and prudish, but I think Nell has nailed it on the head. And and I will reiterate, this is a slut shaming situation. You, yeah. This is no different than if you were like, oh, I found out that he's had five boyfriends. Yeah. And if five is the number you're uncomfortable with, then five is the number you're uncomfortable with. And it doesn't really change who they are or what they are or how they met you. Like all those things are, are constants, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his behavior and all that, like that is who he is. Yeah. And if you think he's also like, you say at the very end that you're sure that he's put it all behind him. Mm-hmm. Which like, well, is even more damning. It's like, cool. So you are agreeing that you don't even have any doubts. You're just yeah. literally basing this off a thing he did in his past. And you know, what's fucking annoying. 
this is such a hot topic on Reddit right now where every question of like, I found out my girlfriend slept with seven guys and all of a sudden I don't think she's wife material. And people are like, yo, you're slut shaming. And then there's this like crazy, like brigade of people who are like, well, actually, no, it's not slut shaming. It's just that you're incompatible sexually because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no. If you were incompatible sexually, that would be a problem that would have come up before when you were having sex because your sex was incompatible. Not, oh, now that I found out a thing about their past, everything about them has been tarnished in my eyes where I'm judging them and changing my behaviors. And it's so frustrating to see this like weird Reddit movement to try to like make slut shaming okay. And it really pisses me off. Well, I mean let's let's face it the only reason it's happening already is because it's prevalent in society so it's yes i know but like i can see it very clearly when it pops up question after question after question you know but like it's this weird resurgence of like trying to reframe reframe slut shaming in this way where it's like no i'm not a bad person i'm not a bad person i have traditional values our values are mismatched it's like pisses me off because the value in this specific instance is like you're you're in a like a Monogam, you're in the monogamistic, monogamous, monogamous. Wow, there it is. You got. You're in a monogamous relationship, and you trust them, so no values are being broken there. And it's like presumably you guys have been with each other long enough that, like, you know, health concerns aren't a thing. It's not like you even want to play that card, where like hopefully they've been safe and checked because it's been so long that that's not a concern either. So what is the issue here? Yeah, it's it's one thing to like find out that like, oh, my husband was incarcerated for human trafficking. Yeah. Great. That is something that like, even if they've reformed and has changed, might be something that like, ooh, I don't know. Like that's, that's a pretty fucked up thing to do. And yeah. that makes me uncomfortable. Okay, I get that. But not to be that, like, like, not to say people with criminal past can't be reformed or changed or anything, but I think the point given here is that human trafficking is a horrendous thing. I, I hate that I have I to. Chose, like, I, I, know, a, I don't know why I feel the need to explain to people everything. They get it. <laughs> yes, I, I chose. That's why it wasn't like, he smoked marijuana once. Wait, what? The devil's lettuce? Finding something arbitrary about what someone's done in the past within their own body that they are yeah. allowed to have complete control over and their decisions of. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's, there's no difference in being like, Whoa, hold on a sec. Wait, what? You were a brunette in college. Mm-hmm. I only like blondes. I'm very traditional in my hair color choice. And I don't like that. You dyed your hair brunette. I could never be with a brunette. I'm not attracted to them. And it's like, well, but, but they're not brunette anymore. You know, like it, it's so arbitrary. And like, I honestly feel like some people might think that it is it, sort of like reductive in terms of my analogy, but I literally think they're the same thing. I think if you look at someone's sexual history and you get upset by it, as long, again, as long as it's consensual adult relationships and yeah. no one's done anything horrendous. Shit. Yeah. If it's just the fact that they've slept with more people than you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. If that's why you're upset about someone's sexual history, then you might as well be upset about, you know, their style, like what Mm. kind of pants they wore in high school. You might as well be upset about like what kind of music they listened to as a kid, you know, like all these things are like what movies they want, like as a child, like any of those things of being like, oh, I can't, I can't be with my husband. He, he liked beauty and the beast. Yeah. That's like, fuck off. All those things are, are, are uh, building blocks that created the person that's standing in front of you that you mm-hmm. loved before you, you know, took a magnifying glass to each individual block. Yeah. So what? He got a little freaky once or twice or a few times. Who cares? It's just so bizarre that people think that like stains a person. So basically what you need to do is get over whatever it is about this. Like find out why this bothers you. Like, does it make you feel lesser? Like, do you feel like you aren't sexually compatible because you're the boring one or like that you didn't live an adventurous life or like do you have shitty thoughts where like you now think he's like sullied or dirty or something because you got a little slut shamey prude bone in you and and deal with those my answer to you uh question asker is go to therapy Mm -hmm. it sounds like saying that you're old-fashioned and prudish often translates into i've repressed things Mm -hmm. i have toxic learned behaviors from bad social structures or bad parents, right? Like that's really what old fashioned and prudish means. No one who's old fashioned is 
translating into good societal standards, right? Like that it's stuff. I don't know if you know this. Me? Just in general. I was asking the man on the subway, but old things were bad. Society was, society was mostly bad. And we've made a lot of progress. Incredibly fucked up. If you look at like the dates of things that we kind of like take for granted, and then you're like, holy shit, that was like 20 years ago or 30 or like very, very, very recent. I wouldn't even call them old fashioned because they're so recent. And then you want to go further than that and base your personality there. Also, like as a gay guy to turn around and be like, hey, I'm a prudent old fashioned. That's like. That's what the people who fucking come for gay people and try to, like, be homophobic say. I don't know how you could turn around and say that's your partner with a straight face. And that is why I think therapy will help you. I think talking to a mental health professional will really benefit you in working through why someone else's personal history that didn't include you whatsoever prior to ever meeting you or even prior to you guys getting together is impacting you so much. I think that is 100% a you problem, and I think that is something that you have the onus to deal with. Yeah. It is not your partner's, and thankfully, it seems like you know that. It does not seem like the partner needs to do anything in this case. In this case, the work is yours to, mm-hmm. to be done. So go get yourself a therapist. Talk to them about this. Maybe even talk to your partner about getting like a couple's counselor to sort of like help you, like guide you guys both through it so that you can become accepting as a unit. But at the end of the day, the problem is yours, and the solution needs to be yours as well. You're ready. I feel like in when we're doing this show in 10 years' time, when we're both 97, the answers will just be like, communicate, therapy, communicate, therapy, break we'll up with them. just robots to say that Yeah. while we smoke cigars on some retirement home rooftop. Or a super yacht. Uh, this is by Valuable Worry 9095. My 27-year-old female best friend, also 27-year-old female, wants to come from out of town to help me with postpartum, but I don't trust that she won't make a move on my husband, 33. My best friend and I have been close for six years, but recently we are in such different points in our life, I feel distant from her. She's moved into new age spirituality and believes that polyamory is more enlightened than monogamy. She's very proud of herself for being sexually liberated because she slept with over 100 men. While I 100% believe a woman's sexuality belongs to her alone to decide how to express it, as long as it's ethical and consensual, it does concern me that she sleeps with any man she goes on a date with, is not getting tested regularly, and isn't always using protection. She also says she wants a relationship, but the men she's engaging with don't. I've expressed some of these concerns for her emotional and physical well-being, but it's only getting more frequent. Meanwhile, my husband and I have been together for two years, are expecting a baby, buying a house, and in therapy to learn how to communicate better and be more regulated parents. So my friend and I are in very different places in our life. She lives across the country and wants to come help me during postpartum, but there are a few warning signs that make me really uncomfortable. Three years ago, I broke up with someone who I was with for seven years. It was an amicable, loving breakup we'd just grown apart. Six months after the breakup, my friend was visiting town and asked me how I'd feel if she started a sexual relationship with my ex. I was okay at the time and gave her the go-ahead. The next man I dated after, she kept teasing about us all having a threesome. She never met him, it was a short relationship, and she doesn't love here. She would just ask a lot of questions about our intimacy. She's met my husband twice and has been respectful, but she's trying to become a tantra sex coach, so she's brought up to me several times wanting to do sex coaching with us. We don't need it, and I have no interest in being involved in our sex life. Since I told her about the baby, she seems to be really wanting this life for herself, wanting to find a partner and be with someone she can see as a father, and has said she wants to find someone like my husband who will let her be in an open relationship. She's told me several times polyamory is healthier and more natural, and I could, should consider opening the relationship with my husband. I don't want her around my husband while I'm healing from birth. I also feel conflicted if I even want friends who I don't trust. I don't know how to approach the situation or how to handle it, if it's worth having a conversation with her, or if I should distance myself. What do I do? Follow your gut. If you don't want this person around you or your husband or your baby, don't have them around you. It's really that simple. Uh, we talk about it all the time. If you don't trust your partner, don't be with your partner. And I think that transcends the you know sexual and romantic relationship boundaries and flows into any relationship you have if i didn't trust any of my friends i wouldn't be friends with them yeah no and i I certainly wouldn't call like if i didn't trust you if i every time i had a partner or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know i was like oh i don't know if now's gonna fuck my girlfriend (laughs) yeah that would be a bad person to hang out with you wouldn't be my best friend yeah (laughs) it's really that simple Yeah. Now, 
that like what you're saying isn't wrong, but like I feel like there's more to this situation because from what I can see, the person in question hasn't done anything to earn the ire of the question asker. It seems well, very couched in slut shaming. I I understand your your phrase or your like your uh, point of view, your point of view. Yes, but there is precedent of her making moves on past partners. One past partner who was an ex who she asked about and was given the go ahead. Like, yeah, but wasn't there? Sorry, wasn't there another one? No, she she teased. She made it like next man I dated after she teased about us all having a threesome. She never yeah, met guess- him and it was a short relationship doesn't live here. So it's like, was it a joke? If someone wanted to bring it up, but like they're being chill and you just say no and they're like, OK, like, you know, because like even if she'd gone and slept with this person a few months after you broke up, that would be one thing. I still think it's quite a leap to go from there to she'll fuck my husband in my home while helping me after birth. Sure. But like the woman asked and was given a go ahead and did it. And other than yeah. that, her only concerns are that she's polyamorous, sleeps with a bunch of guys and is now becoming a sex coach. As if these are all bad things. Now, I will also say, I don't know if I'd want a sex coach who doesn't get tested regularly and doesn't wear protection. That oh, seems for sure. Yeah. like bad coaching. Um, so like, well, like, then again, this is all filtered through the question asker who does seem a little, shall we say, prudish and old fashioned. Sure. But I also, we can't do this show if every time someone says something, we don't. You know what I mean? Like we, we I, I'm going to take the fact that if she knows that her friend is sleeping with hundreds of men. And mm-hmm. is it, you know, I mean, I don't see why I would not believe that. Um, I feel like when, seems, we're, when we're reading questions, we could tell there's more to things. And we've done it many times. I mean, they're best friends. So I assume that she knows that she's not getting tested and, and isn't wearing protection. It seems they like a wild like best friends to me. <laughs> it seems like a wild thing to put in if you didn't have that information. Uh, regardless, I, I at the end of the like, again, if you don't trust them, don't have them in. Here's my stance on it. And I understand how this does come across as slut shaming. And I I think there is definitely elements of that. I think this woman definitely thinks less of this person because of their sexual preferences and their Mm -hmm. sexual activity. But I do also understand that like the last thing I would want if I had a new fucking kid in my house is some woman in my ear constantly trying to enlighten me in her new age bullshit and i'm not saying polyamory is new age bullshit i'm saying that it said that she got into like new age spiritualism Mm. or something right that is the last thing i would fucking want when i have a baby screaming and i haven't slept and i haven't eaten a real meal and my boobs are sore because i'm nursing like Mm. the last thing i also want is this woman who hasn't gone through this experience telling me that like you should be you should be more sensual with your husband. Mm-hmm. You should be having sex with your husband. Now is the most important time to be fucking. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that would be absolutely fucking nightmarish torture. Yeah, I, I agree because the thing I think the friend does the worst in this question is that she seems to kind of cross that boundary of trying to prescribe her lifestyles onto other people. Like it's all it's cool to be polyamory or whatever monogamous, but like. If you're a monogamous person going to a polyamorous person and being like, oh, it's actually like way less sinful to love one partner or you're a polyamorous person being like, wow, like you really need to open up. It's bad. Like, like, fuck off. Let people do their own things. That's kind of annoying. But so, yes, I I agree. It sounds like she would make a bad postpartum partner or whatever she wants to be. But like, do you need her? Why is this even a question? Just be like, hey, I'm good. Is she yeah. going to stay at your place? Because that's, uh, I would absolutely, I don't care how much, like the last thing I want to do when I have a new, like if I had a new kid and again, I don't have kids, but I have a lot of friends who have new kids and I can't imagine also having uh, a person there as well that you also mm-hmm. kind of have to like take care of because like there are guests yeah. in your house, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're not just going to be like, I don't like having a guest in my house when I'm hungover, let alone when I have a new child, which is uh, an 18 year hangover. It, it, yeah, basically. So just one, if look, if you don't need her to do this, why would you have her do this when you don't want her to? So that's one. Two, if you don't trust a friend, again, it does sound like you're being very slut shamey, then don't be fucking friends with them if you don't trust them. It's fair. It's not fair on her. It's not fair on you. So get that out of the way. Three, it's weird that you don't really mention your husband in any of this because it's like if you trust them, this is still a non-issue, right? And four, I don't know, just like... It's this, this whole question stresses me out. 
even if I trusted my husband, I would also be like, I don't want someone around who's constantly trying to be like, hey, you should open your relationship. Look how much fun I'm having. Like, I'd also be like, you just leave him alone. He's, he's trying to raise a child right now. Yeah, I don't know. Just something about this question asker rubs me wrong. And it's like, you can just feel the disdain dripping through it. And maybe there is more background that, you know, obviously us as not the person who's known this person for years don't have, you know, access to. But I don't like the way how it sounds. But at the same time, just don't have this person over if you don't fucking want them to. Yeah. And that's probably it for questions. But it's not it for Tinders. Yes. At the end of the episode, we like to hop on to online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable by combing through them and trying to find red flags to see what works and what doesn't work. Uh, I got you with Basima, and she says, Unvaxxed, unmuzzled, unafraid, and you should be too. Pure bloods only, no libtards or pedojo supporters. Lions only, no sheep. Straightforward and honest, be mentally stable, don't waste my time. Old school, no hookups, God first. Praying emoji, heart. I enjoy swimming, the beach, live music, comedy clubs, dancing, experiencing new restaurants, motorcycles, and guns. <laughs> I was gonna say the second half of the the uh, the profile view is like is okay, and then we got to guns. So I mean, obviously not for me. Red flags, plenty, almost all of them. And but I feel like that's a that's a profile for a very specific kind of person. This is what was that the right stuff? I feel like this is a right stuff profile. Yeah, maybe it looks like a Tinder, but yeah, it's, oh, I, it's I mean, like it's it's probably from Tinder. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, no, it feels like they. Yes. They, they, that's the that's the app for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a minus one for me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a minus one as well. Uh, this is Max, uh, twenty eight. So anyway, who trying to be friends with benefits? And the benefits are we're dating. And you would love me with all your heart, and you would die for me. I feel like we've had this one before. And I Maybe. don't know if it's the same profile or if it's just like a new trend. I don't like it because I've seen it so many times. Okay. So I can give it a three or four. I give it a four. I'm giving it a six because I don't remember it that much, and mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, we've definitely read it before, and I've since had at least two sent to me. Well, I don't know if it's the same person. Me neither. If it is, I'm sorry. You played yourself, or I played. For being on, Who knows? For being but, on different play, dating apps. Yeah, but if it isn't you, then it's on. It's unoriginal. I'm sorry. Uh, this one, <laughs> well, we'll see what you think about this one. It's unnamed, and it's a hinge. It says the prompt is swipe right if, and they say you are racist, homophobic, or hateful towards anybody simply because they are different than you. Uh oh, found the I person th- who doesn't know what left and right is. Yeah, I really don't think. <laughs> Like, there's a picture of them just smiling right above it. And like, I don't know. I don't think this is what they meant. No, this obviously <laughs> sounds like they meant left swipe. Also, you don't swipe on Hinge. So that's a weird prompt. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something else. It's one where if there's maybe not Hinge, Bumble, does Bumble have the prompt? Yes. Yes. Maybe it's Is Bumble. it yellow? Yeah, it's like a yellow heart with a heart or a yellow question yeah. thing with a heart in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Either way, you, you goofed. <laughs> <laughs> you goofed, you're gonna get a lot of weird matches. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I gonna I will give this a, a a one because even if you meant <laughs> it the right way, you did it so wrong that you said the worst thing. Yeah. Uh this is Ren. I don't have an ego. My Facebook photo is a landscape. Old enough to realize that the meaning of life is just getting high and watching bad movies. Would really like it if people stopped bragging about their height on here. I get it. You're taller than me. Did they say old enough to realize the meaning of life is getting high and watching movies? Yep. It doesn't seem like a thing that constitutes being old, but okay. I think they're saying they've lived long enough to realize that, like... I guess, yeah. Burning um, away the pretense, you know? Yeah. I'll give it, like, a, a six. Oh, you fool. This is an eight. Wow. It's very good. It's funny. We've got one, a community reference, and one of my favorite jokes in community. community. I don't have an ego. My Facebook photo is a landscape. Yeah, okay. See, I just, just, like, the people who don't have their face as their profile are the worst people on Twitter, and I spend my entire life on Twitter between our two podcasts, so that was, like, a negative in my book. No, it's a funny joke, and I love it. Well, it's also we a very a deep cut, so I there respect it. Okay. Old enough to realize that the meaning of that you don't take yourself very seriously and you just want to chill. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. And then 
this has strong me energy at the end of being like, really wish people would stop bragging about their height. I get it, you're taller than me. It's very similar to the way and my profile being like, if I super like you, it's not a mistake. It's a power move. Sure. I like that. Yeah. No, I, I feel like I get, I feel like I get a lot from them. If I got the community joke, it would have been higher, but I didn't. And it's a six for me. I'm giving you a six. How about that? Yeah. Six out of six. Mm, full marks. <laughs> on our wild grading metric of six you know it uh this is amy 29 all men are pigs but i do love me some bacon <laughs> okay i'm giving it a three it's kind of yeah, funny but amy, it's that's that's what you got that's it like it's it's like facebook mom coffee mug comedy mm. you know what no i'm giving it a two two okay you're not a racist but it's not good yeah it's not good and we ended on that one. That's it, friends. That is the show. Thank you very much. Once again, a reminder, February 16th, our very first live show at the cocktail bar known as The Black Sheep in Liberty Village in Toronto. Make your reservations. Make sure you're saying you're there for the show. It's 8.30 p.m. is when it's happening. And it's going to be a fucking blast. It's going to be a fucking blast. Thank you to everyone who is supporting us on our Patreon. If you want to get over there and join the squad, you can do Patreon forward slash F buddies and come support us. It's going to be great. Appreciate it. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Seeds for their song, Paper Stars. This was going to be brief. And this is apparently what would have won worst bad sex writing of last year, uh, but they decided not to hold it. Uh, And it is an intimate memoir by Salika Dawson about her dalliance with the author, John le Carré. And she said they had sex only the hero and heroine can have, sex for the cameras, sex for the gods, and that he drove himself into her like a plowshare. I feel like that's bad sex. (laughs) Yeah, like plows not known for anything but destroying the earth. Just destroying it. I'm not talking about the plow. I'm ignoring the plow. We should talk about the plow. The plow's entire job is to fuck the earth up. Yeah. That's all it does. Sure. Why wouldn't you want to fuck your partner up? (laughs) But like the sex for the camera and sex for like the hero. Like if you watch a movie, the the sex that you see most main characters having Mm -hmm. isn't that good. No. Like it it might be temporarily hot, you know, slamming someone against a counter and like fucking Mm -hmm. them on against the wall or whatever. It does usually last like less than a minute and that's how good it is. Kind of fizzles. Like I feel like like good sex is the sloppy stuff. It's where you're mm-hmm. laughing and rolling and, and there's rolls and there's you know, like and mm-hmm. you're not being watched. Like also, I feel like, like that's the good sex. Sex for the gods? Like I don't think anyone's fucking being like, Watch me, God. Watch everyone's like kind of fucking and then you might think like, Oh shit, Jesus is looking. And you kinda of like also, you get a little more shy. Historically, anytime there's sex and gods goes bad combined, it's really bad mm-hmm. for everyone involved. Usually, pretty sex for the gods is just when you have a hand over your eyes so that you don't go blind by looking at them because that <laughs> happened a lot in ancient Greece. Or sex for the cameras, you can't look certain directions or else you have to yell cut and start again. Yeah, or it's like you know one of you is dressed up like a fucking goose or whatever Zeus was always doing. Zeus was always a mm-hmm. like an animal fucking someone. Yeah. yeah, the original furry holla. Hello. Uh, thank you very much for listening, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm not Spain. Come see our live show. We're fuck buddies. 